history and the legends of this hard muscle life. And there's poetry in each season made of sweat and strife. But now's the time to work and strain at a sport that tests the spirit and challenges the brain. Come on, come on, come on. Let's go. Yeah, I'd like to have 75 degrees of sunny all the time, too, but that's not football. Do you fear the force of the wind, the slash of the rain? We're going to play a suit right in Go face them and fight them. Be savage again. Hello, everyone. Welcome into the Put Me in Coach podcast. It is our first podcast, Jeopardy-wise, or a regular podcast um, in a very, very long time. I think our last podcast was a Jeopardy round back on May 26th, and our wow. last non-Jeopardy episode was May 14th. Bobby Blanco, Tom Natale, Ian Foster with you. That's a threesome. No Greg Reporter tonight. We might have a surprise a uh, guest join in later in the show. We're still TBD on that. Um, thanks for tuning in. We are live on our Facebook page. We have been able to do that on the Zoom calls, being live on our Facebook page, which is always fun. And as of we are starting this right now, had a half hour late. No one is watching except maybe Ian. And, <laughs> and so that's cool. Nice. <laughs> that's what we get for starting Sweet. half hour late. That's what I get for trying to sneak in a boys episode before the podcast. Um, it's, it's an acceptable. Uh, excuse in my yeah. opinion. Yep, I accept this. If um, if you're not watching on our Facebook page, hopefully you're tuning in later on our YouTube channel. We do have a YouTube channel. Put me and Coach Podcast on YouTube. Also, BMIC Podcast on Twitter and uh, Instagram. And then, of course, on all the platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Give us a follow and subscription um, as we continue to hopefully do more pods more frequently. We're closer to sports, boys. Um, we are now in July. A delayed uh, happy birthday to Thomas Natale. Turned, uh, I won't say the age, but he happy birthday, celebrated a birthday this past Sunday, the day after the 4th of July. Happy birthday, America. Um, Thank you. But yeah, we are in July, and that has been kind of the target month, at least no specific date, of sports returning. Um, so we're a little closer, about two and a, two weeks, a little more than two weeks away from a possible baseball season, and then training camps and basketball. I know the Wizards went down to Orlando. They shouldn't be. Please be in the lottery. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's a definitely more of an exciting time right now than it was the last time we did a pod. Yep. Yep. I am... Uh... I am so desperate for live sports that I found a wiffle ball league on YouTube. That you're just well. First of all, that that'd just be fun to watch. <laughs> you know, it, it's the production value is a lot better than I would have anticipated, and um, you know, I think they're all like college age kid, college age kids, and uh, like twenty minute videos playing wiffle ball, and you know, it's all I got. I didn't know what was going to happen. It was better than watching a rerun. I feel like all of us. I've, have... watched, I've watched marble racing on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not even a joke. <laughs> yeah. No, we know. I was going to say, yeah. I feel like we should, we have all been getting into weird sporting events mm-hmm. that aren't real sporting events. Like I've been watching way too much Holy Moly on ABC um, on Thursday nights. I know, but the actual putt putt, it's Steph Curry's for those who don't know, Steph Curry's like adventure. It's like, uh, what was that Japanese show? Um, most extreme elimination challenge. What? Which most extreme elimination challenge? That one or American Ninja Warrior? No, 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 no. the first one mixed with putt putt golf. I guess it's kind of American Ninja Warrior too, but it's more pranky and jokey. Yeah, uh, yeah, more American. But, but the actual putting, I enjoy watching. I think I have, I have fun watching that because then I'm like, all right, well, you got to make this weird putt through over Uranus, um, and then you know. Joe Tessitore and what's his name, Rob Riddle, makes so many uh, just dumb jokes. But been watching that, watching some cornhole tournaments. Um, 
Really, anything. Those guys are ridiculous. Unbelievable, man. Yeah. yeah. It's every single same, one. Same with then, the uh, well, wiffle ball. But players, sometimes it's way. not. Like, the, they choose where, like, the flop shot, the push shot, the yeah. angle shot. I can't believe I know this much about cornhole now, but <laughs> it just goes to show you, like, where we are without sports. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I, I will say, I can't get into, like, the competitive major, like, gaming. Like, I can't watch 2K. Nah. No, against no, each other on that and something like that. Yeah, I just can't do it. Those player leagues early on in like quarantine and shutdowns were a good idea, but I yeah I couldn't get into like like MLB the Show either. Like I you know they mm-hmm. had one player from each team playing in a tournament. I don't even know who ended up winning that tournament league if they even finished. But yeah, I, I can't I, get to, I can't get into that either. It's like watching a simulation game by yourself. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. you're not playing. It's or if you're not around your friends, it's not that fun. Um, all right, I'm but with you. yeah, so um, a lot to get to. Again, we, it's been um, a month and a half almost since we've done the last episode. More uh, for a real, actual sports podcast. Um, we're obviously going to touch on the Redskins name uh, situation primarily. Yeah, uh, that'll be our first topic. But then later on in the episode, we'll also be. Touching on the sports who are trying to get back later this month and and whether or not they should or could uh, be able to pull it off. Um, And then also, you know, in this day and age of 2020 and the political and social climate that we're in, a lot of athletes are choosing to take a stand um, or a stand for certain different um, issues. And so we'll be talking about that and who's standing up for what and and whether they should be using their platforms to do so. Um, and then we'll have some a more of a fun topic. No no Rotten Gregory's tonight, but we have a good uh, substitute topic. I like for, this topic. For, for yeah. later. It's a, good, it's a good topic. For later yeah. in the show. But I went back and forth on so many. I also Dude, feel like... It, it took a while. Well, I'm not going to spoil it yet. I want people to tune in at the end. But I also feel like we did this already. And if not, maybe we was just talking about it on the on the group chat. I, 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 don't, I, think, we, I don't think we've had a lengthy back and forth conversation yeah about it. gotcha definitely so. didn't have a time where like i sat there and thought about it before the show yeah mm-hmm. all right well then we'll have a lengthy conversation on this topic. i also i have porters also oh nice so he awesome. did, he submitted awesome. that's good um but of course the big news around town here in dc is the redskins name situation and and the what now seems like an inevitable change coming um which mm-hmm. you know a year ago obviously and then go back even 10 years ago we thought would never have been close to becoming uh, yeah. changing the name. And then all of a sudden over the course of this past weekend, it's now it's like, all right, might as well just do it. I feel like all three of us Hold kind of agree on that. Um, mm-hmm. Rip the bandaid. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, it seems like it's, it's closer and more inevitable than ever. Yeah. And it's frankly, just a few thoughts right off the bat. I'm, I'm sick of this conversation. And uh, I just either go one way or the other. It's it's just it won't go away. And I know it always kind of had a a strange trajectory where there would be um, a lot of negative publicity and then it would kind of dissipate for a while. Then it would always kind of come back and ebb and flow, if you will. And then obviously where we are at in today's society that I agree, Bobby, that it seems inevitable. Um, Let me just say right off the bat, um, as a Redskins fan, I have countless merchandise behind me above me we all do and just right off the bat i i associate the term redskins with the team that i love the one constant my entire life if i'm wearing my santana moss jersey i'm not trying to make a political statement 
I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm just trying to support a team that I love and a player that I love. And that's it. So um, my my intent, and I think I can speak on behalf of the three of us, is our, our intent as fans is, was never, ever, ever, and I can say this about the organization too, was to disparage or offend anybody. Absolutely. Which I think is important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I totally agree with that. And yeah, I think we should yeah definitely preface this conversation with that and that, you know, I mean, for those of us who are listening and know the three of us, um, mm-hmm. you know, we won't speak for Porter, but, or, or anyone else who's been on the show, but, you know, you can kind of at least group him in with us that I, I don't think there's a racist bone in any of our bodies. Um, and, I, you know, and, and on the other hand, though, none of us are Native American, so we don't cannot put ourselves in their shoes and and mm-hmm. stick and say how they should feel about this situation about this issue so um we we acknowledge yeah. that um we're trying our best to stay um i guess politically correct and, and respectful in this conversation but at the same time you know we i think we're also entitled it's, to to our thoughts and it, as it, fans of the team it hurts and you know and, yeah, and it, stakeholders I mean, it in the hurts. Team. yeah it's like not just the me. name that hurts. It's the and it's like I said, like I texted right when it was happening. Or, there's no no more hail to the Redskins. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be my biggest one. Yep. No I more saw. HTTR. Yep. Like there's just the list goes on and on. But yep. the name itself, I feel like we'll be able to get over. Especially if they keep it with an R or yep. a red tail, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. HTTR stays the same. But that fight's song whatever they do i'm gonna want to piss on it like mm-hmm. there's no way they can come out with a song that's gonna make me feel the way hail to the redskins does what if it's yeah. hail to the defenders what if it shields up <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll see too soon Bob. i know <laughs> and that's the other thing too is that our 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 personalities for those who may be listening that don't know us at all we make fun we make joke but again we're not trying to be disrespectful um, no, in this because it is a serious yeah. conversation. I mean, and people we, we have all accepted this, and we, Tom, you and I, we, we and Bobby, we said this three weeks ago to a month ago. We're like, this is only a matter. I of just time. want it. I just want it over. Yeah. Just, yeah. I don't even want them to keep the name anymore. I don't. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. not that I don't love the name Redskins. I just want to stop hearing about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let's just move on, and let's. We got. Yeah. We got a new. We got a new regime. All right. Let's let's run with Ron. And let's run with this new name. I don't want to hear anything about the Washington racists, all this nonsense. Let's just play some fucking football mm-hmm. and let's get it. Let's get it out the way. I retweet. And, and it's, you know, at the same time, it, it kind of hit me. Like when I, when I first went out, like when FedEx requested the name change and then about 24 hours later, Nike removed all of their apparel off their, off their, their website. And I remember I was laying in bed and the first thing that like, I was like, they're not going to play Hail to the Redskins when we, in the rare times we score a touchdown anymore. Yeah. And like, I'm looking back throughout my now 33 years of existence. I mean, my first outfit was a Redskins jersey, like a onesie. And, you know, it, it's been a part of our lives, our entire lives. I mean, this was passed down by generations. Um, and it's, yeah, I understand that the statement saying, well, that's his 87 years of tradition. And that's how, you know, like, this is just how things are. I understand that's not an acceptable answer anymore, but you know, in my opinion, you know, can't words evolve. And, um, you know, in, in addition to the intent on 
actually it's meant in a complimentary way, as I understand. It's meant to glorify and pay homage to the Native American tribes. And so, um, yeah, it, it's wow. you know self selfishly and personally upsetting, but you know at the same time, just uh, you know, I'm pull the band aid. Yeah. All right. So to that point, Tom, about the name and the word of itself, uh, um, I don't know. You guys still there? Yeah. Uh, sorry. My, I hope my internet didn't cut out. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys or if any of our listeners um, tuned into the Grant and Danny program on 106.7 The Fan today. They've had some really good guests. I mean, it's only two days, but, you know, the past couple of days and in, in late last week about this topic. And today they actually had a Redskins historian on. Um, I don't know if you guys caught this interview, but uh, Mike Richmond. I just missed it. Who's a Redskins historian. He's the author of the Redskins Encyclopedia and RedskinsHistorian.com. Um, he has done extensive research on not just the team, but uh, of course the team name and, and where it's fr- and where it comes from. Um, it's a three-minute clip. It's kind of long, but I think it's very insightful of the history behind this word. Uh, I want to know your guys' thoughts, and uh, I think it's also um, important context for this conversation. And I think, at least for me, where I'm going to take my argument in, in this conversation. Um, so I'm just going to play mm-hmm. it real quick again. This is from Grand Danny Show. This is uh, Mike. Um, I just uh, Mike Richmond on Grand Danny Show 106.7 Fans. So, uh, see if we can take a listen. The creation of this word "redskin" in, in terms of the uh, the Redskins name, there's no evidence, no, nothing historical that I've come across in my research uh, tying this in with any racist intent on on the part of uh, George Preston Marshall, who who founded the team, the original owner. Uh, so, you know, with the Redskins, there, there was no racist motive, and I mean, going back years, uh, from what I've learned. The use of this word in the 1700s, 1800s, it was not used in a disparaging way toward Native Americans. Well, I really think this this whole thing changed. I mean, I'm going to point the finger at Hollywood. I really, you know, from what I've read, my research, I believe this is this is all Hollywood liberties using this this term in a disparaging way in old westerns toward Native Americans. And I think that's how the mindset basically changed. I mean, like with Susan Harjo, the woman who pushed for the Native American woman, pushed for many years for the, the Redskins to change their name. Uh, there, there has been no evidence that in real life, that which she, which she said, that it had been used in a disparaging way. I mean, Ives Goddard, the uh, famous uh, linguist from Smithsonian, I mean, he's done research on this going back hundreds of years. I mean, he he paints this in a very flattering light in terms of how it was used. Uh, I could read you a little bit. he says, uh, when it first appeared as, a, as an English expression in the early 1800s, it came in the most respectful context at the highest level. These are white people and Indians talking together with the white people trying to ingratiate themselves. So, I mean, that's just one example. There are many more. I mean, and you can also look at the polls. The Annenberg poll from 2004, University of Pennsylvania, the Washington Post poll from 2016. And I know these are opinion polls and they can be skewed a certain way. But still... They concluded the same thing. Ninety percent of Native Americans are not offended by this term. So, uh, give you another example. Well, let's talk about the Washington Redskins and how they've used this term to honor Native Americans over the years. Uh, Marshall, in in the 1950s, he created these on the game program covers. He would put the 
pictures of famous Native Americans, legendary Native Americans. Case in point, uh, a game in 1957, Redskins-Giants game, he had Osceola, the famous uh, Seminole chief on the, on the cover of that, uh, of that game program. Quote, tall, slender, and straight, uh, Osceola the Seminole was noted for his bravery, personal magnetism, and cunning military strategy. Um, I give you more anecdotes, more examples, but that is how it, it, it is basically, in a nutshell, I believe, my historical take on this. So I think that's pretty interesting. Um, you know, I don't obviously I don't think I, I don't think this gentleman is Native American at all. Um, and, sound like it. and it's something like you know, this is something that all of us over the past couple of couple of years, excluding this year, have all kind of argued for the name. It's like. Well, most Native Americans don't find it offensive, and especially locally. The overwhelmingly amount of Native Americans. I mean, 90%. I mean, yes. now, well, of course, we're in a day and age, and if someone is offended, that doesn't mean – it means you probably That's should okay. cut it out. And I totally understand that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not trying to disparage the 10% that do find it offensive. But I think that historical context of what where the name comes from and that word comes from is important. And it's so I, – I mean, I get that people are offended by it, but – you know, I I think this and this kind of ties into my argument. His point about like you know it was Hollywood that basically turned it into a bad term. They would use the term Redskins and make the Native Americans in those movies the villains, and that's where it kind of had this negative connotation on it. Um, and then which brings to my overarching point in this whole thing is that, and I kind of talked to Ian about this on Saturday, is that it bothers me that, and this is a greater systematical issue, but it bothers me that this is only happening because now white people care. Now white people are offended by the name, and they're the ones taking action about it. I mean, those three minority owners we're going to t- touch on later. How many of those guys are white? I mean, my guess is none of them. Um, the, the 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 CEOs and, and the executive boards of Pepsi, Nike, uh, FedEx, Dick Sporting Goods. I bet you they're all. I'm, I don't know for a fact, but my my bet would be that they're all mostly, if not all, white. Um, so my issue is that I, I, you, you talked about Tom how this is. You know, something is we feel I, we feel like something's being taken away from us, uh, something that we've grown to mm-hmm. love and have a sentimental attachment to the name and, and the logo. I feel a bit. Team. I feel a bit singled out. Yeah, but to me, I feel it's unfairly being taken away from me because now white people care. Where was this argument ten years ago when RG three was drafted? It was. It was there. Well, but then, as soon as he was benched, when, he it, it we went away. Good, once we were good. With RG three, then it was like okay, change name. But then he got and benched, it went away. Like, and like it, it went away. Yep. The roller coaster. Yeah, uh, where was this twenty plus years ago in the nineties when it first came? I mean, you know, it's like nobody cared, and th- we're seeing it now. We always said, "What would be the one thing to make Dan change the name?" Well, if money stopped coming into the into the uh, equation, and uh, if Porter was here, this would be his biggest argument too: is that because the money stopped, that's what's going to make him change the name, and that money is coming from powerful white people. So that's what bothers me is that. You know, and this is a greater thing. You know, why did it take how many black Americans in this country to be murdered unnecessarily by police officers for us to finally get police reform in this country? It's because white people started caring now all of a sudden. You know, you know, yeah. where was this when Trayvon Martin was murdered and all the other countless names? And we still don't have justice for a lot of these people. But now we see on the six o'clock news, white people standing arm in arms with the black people who are protesting in the streets of D.C., now they care. Now we're going to have some reform. Oh, oh, white people care? Oh, now let's change everything. So that's what bothers me about this whole thing. And and that. But they're actually not even changing what 
needs to be changed. They're just saying they're going to change it. <laughs> there, I mean, I haven't seen any like real police reform or anything. Yeah, I've seen you but, taking off Golden Girls episodes, like. But the volume of this voice has been louder than it ever has because white people oh, were joining in. By far, this is the this this one feels real. This one feels like there's this one's actually gonna make a difference. So so tied Hopefully. to so tied to the Redskins name. Now that white people care and the money's stopping, that's not where we're gonna change the name, and that's do why you, I feel like it's being you, taken away from me unfairly. Does it almost? Uh, I'm, I'm not. This isn't what I'm. This is an actual question. Does it almost feel disingenuous that they're doing this for good publicity and to save face as opposed to standing up for something they think is morally morally? Yes, absolutely. That ex- what two years ago stood by Dan Snyder and company when they went to court over this name. They stood there and said they 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 had their money on the table. Said yes, we stand by that name and that and that team. And then now it's no no we no our money's gone. You're racist. Yep. So that's what really yep. bothers me about the conversation. And, and it yeah. has nothing to do with whether the name is racist or not. Um, I think the historical context we just got from that, that sound clip kind of proves that it doesn't have an historically racist root. It just evolved that way. And words can evolve. They can also evolve into a and positive if you, way. If you just look at it, it, it does. It looks racist just by looking at it. Right. Like the, what we are nowadays you can't say the white skins. You can't say anything right. blank skin. It, it just, it does. It's, it's, it's racist. But the meaning behind that team, that name, it was different when, when it came yeah. out. Yeah. So no, yeah. But like I said, I get it now. Like, Hey, it's gone. It's <laughs> like, gone. Yeah. There's no way it's, it's, it, there's no way it's staying. And yeah. you know, at this point, I don't even want it to stay just because people would just shit on it the entire time. Anyways. Yeah. And I mean, as, as Redskins fans, especially Redskins fans in the Snyder era, we know how bad, um, what outside of the locker room dysfunction can do. And whenever there's distractions or something like that, it takes away from the actual team itself. And yeah, I, I think, you know, similarly to these corporations that are, are, are saving face. I honestly think this could be a win for Snyder. And he can show, look, I can I can change too. And then he has an opportunity to change the name, change the uniforms, and start marketing new uh, merchandise and, and apparel and gear and all. all I thought all he would jump up. all over that. And so, I mean, yeah. I mean, economically speaking, that would make sense to me. But, you know, I, I know deep down he's, uh, he's a horrible one, but he's a Redskins fan too. So, um, I mean, I know he went on record over a decade ago and said we are not changing the name period in all caps and you know that's one thing that he's been really steadfast in throughout his uh, ownership and um, you know this is really a tipping point um, because whether we like it or not I know I think I can speak for the three of us that the name change and we've experienced this already as Wizards fans Wizards um, that even if they change the name it's not going to prevent us from watching them every Sunday at 1 o'clock or 4 o'clock no. So, like, I'm still going to be a fan. I'm still going to root for the players that I like. Um, but I, I'm. It's not going to change anything other than the fact that I, I. It's going to be. I remember how hard it was to make the switch from Bullets to Wizards. Yeah. And we were kids. Like, I, I don't know how I'm. Like, like just when I hear the term Redskins, it's like in forever ingrained in my head. Like, huh? Like, did someone? Yes. Did someone just talk about the team that I love? It's so a much? buzzword. Yeah. And exactly. So, um, 
it, it's going to take some time to get adjusted for sure. And, uh, you know, I really, really hope it's just a name that we like and that it, uh, I get, I know it's not going to be unanimous, but let's just not have a situation like we had with the wizards. So don't, don't fucking do it. Um, don't, don't do it. We've accepted the name change. Don't do it poorly, please. <laughs> so I guess furthermore, with my question in regards to the name change, do you want it to stay something similar, like keep red in the name, like whether it's red tails, red spears, red hawks, or you know, still somewhat paying homage to the Native American culture, but not in a, a derogatory way. So I've seen warriors is a very, very common one, Bravehearts. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Or would you want to say like a just complete clean slate and let's, you know, let's wear red, white, and blue like the rest of the DC teams and, and start over? Burgundy and gold. I, I want the color scheme to stay the same. No question. I think that's a good compromise for um, those that want the name to stay. Yes. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, hey, give me – and that's what I asked you guys the other day. Would you rather keep the logo or would you rather keep it with an R and the same syllables, red tails, red skins? <laughs> I really just don't even know. I Warriors might be my favorite name, Washington Warriors. I actually like the way that that flows. But Red Tails has been they, that's been creeping up on me. Red Hawks mm-hmm. for me. Red Hawks. I like Red Hawks. I to me it's Red Wolves. Where the fuck did Red Wolves come? I don't from? like Red Wolves at all. I don't know. Also, neither don't do I. And now, like all of a sudden, I'm seeing that that's the f- f- fucking front runner. Also, don't How? like that mock up logo that whoever made that on Twitter. Like that looked more racist than our normal logo. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Guys, I'll be right back. I got to hop on a call real quick. All right, so now Ian and I carry the show. Now it's the Ian and Bobby show. Um, I, I think... I mean, we can always pause it. Well, we're live. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just Ian me, or were you... No, no, I was like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Were you right serious? We're live on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> we're live on Facebook. Um, <laughs> to me, like... I so I would think I want something that begins with R, and yes. has the same syllables, not just only to kind of fit it back into Hell to the Redskins and maybe tweak that a little bit, uh, because that is one of the best fight songs in all of sports. I mean, all of sports. It's I don't care if it's biased. Fight it's just- for all DC. I mean, Sons of Washington. That's such a great line too. Um, yes. And then to me, like do something like Red Hawks, Red Spears, whatever, and then just go back to one of our retro logos. Do the burgundy and the spear on the helmet. Do I'd love the spear. Do the R in the circle with the feather. Like I mean, those. How how can you I be mad at a letter? Around me. Yeah, and so yeah. to me, that is that would be ideal. I understand the idea of, um having to do like trying to do a clean slate you know if you're going to change the name just change everything and just completely wash away your history and to george preston marshall to the name redskins which i'm actually now that i mention it i'm more for the changing the name if it's for completely cutting ties with george preston marshall who we know was a yes absolute racist Blinky fucking racist yes he's his own granddaughter even said, tear his statue down. Don't care. He was a terrible person. Yeah. Um, I'm more for than changing the name. If that's, if that 
in in that sense. And uh, so just kind of be like, you know, we acknowledge this part of history, but we're moving past it. We're just going to completely cut ties with our previous owner yes. because of his terrible, terrible history. Um, but yeah, I, I would, I understand the idea of completely starting over and then trying to move to like a red, white, and blue, and then kind of sync up with all the other teams in the in the city. I understand that, but the burgundy and gold, man. I mean, that is the burgundy and gold. How, it would feel very fake to me, like if we, because I love the whole color scheme. Like cities having the same color scheme. But it would just feel so fake and forced yeah. to go from the Redskins claiming racism. Well, yes, yeah, it is slightly racist, whatever. Yeah. To then going, ooh, red, white, and blue, America. You know what I mean? It's like it it wouldn't seamlessly fit into the color scheme of the Wizards. I would think it would look too much like the, the Sentinels and the replacements. You know, it would just look like a fake team. Yeah. Cause like so bring Shane Flacco back. Yeah, I mean, like how? <laughs> yeah, right. Like red, white, and blue. Like, how could they not look like the Patriots? I mean, they're gonna look exactly like the Patriots if they were to True. do that color scheme. If they change, if they change the the color scheme, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be pissed. I, would, I think I'll be more I'll be more pissed about the color scheme. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I agree. I think for me, that'd be harder to get used to than a new name. Yes, I could get used to a new name in time. The color scheme, I'll be like, that's not my team. No. And like, I'm trying to think of like other pro franchises who did this sort of thing, whether to avoid a racist name or not, for whatever reason, changed names. But I can't think of too many that completely changed color schemes, like some tweaks, but like not a full makeover. Am I wrong in that? I'm trying to think the Oilers and the Titans, they're still kind of that teal blue and, or like that light blue and, and red and white. Um, the Texans, that was just a freight. That was a that was a brand new start, and I mean, there was no Houston Oilers at that point. They were in Tennessee already. Um, I mean, the the Wizards and Bullets. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's it. Because they switched what from the red, white, and blue to the blue and black and gold. Well, then they went to match the Caps uniforms. Yeah, then we switched it back. Yep. Thank God. Yes. Because yeah. they were even talking about switching the name back to Bullets, and that was their way of transitioning into it. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I'm in for keeping the letter R, um, keeping the same syllables, and then, my Tom, I don't know if you heard this before you left the way, but my mm-hmm. ideal sin- scenario would be going back to, like, a um, one of our, uh, like, throwback logos that wasn't oh, for sure. the Redskins. Yeah. Uh, just, just something whatever the falcons did just don't do that that's the other thing like too the, is like the tampa bay bucks uniforms that they had prior <laughs> to this just something the classy clean and, yeah. and simple we don't need a whole lot and that's um, the thing because the redskins uniform is one of the most recognized and well-beloved in all of sports mm-hmm. and if you just change i mean the way uniforms are made they're so unnecessarily flash they're gonna look like a color rush every single time they go out there if they change colors yeah game. Yeah. Just keep. I, I would I, want I, them to keep it. I, I doubt that would be the case. I, I would hope not. Um, but you know, furthermore about this, I mean, in something that I, I guess the, in my opinion, the best part. There's two things that I love about this name change, and one, and most importantly, is this makes RFK a legitimate, real possibility. I think it makes it a lock. Yeah, and I mean the. Um, you know, local politician, she, she already went out and she said, I'm, I will present this to the city council right away. 
Yeah. So uh, JP um, Finley yeah. had that, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that is, I mean, there is not, I don't think there's a Redskins fan out there that thinks uh, FedEx field and Landover, Maryland's a great idea. Yeah. And, you know, if the stadium were to move somewhere in Northern Virginia, well, that cuts out, you know, a large portion of your fan base. So, you know, this is the Washington, whatever. And um, it should be in Washington, D.C., just like the other teams. It's going to be metro accessible and a state of the art facility. You know, and I wouldn't make it I wouldn't make it big. I would make it exclusive, similar to RFK, which only seats like sixty five thousand or something. You know, I um, I, I think it could be be give, give Snyder or whatever a, a really, really good opportunity to, um, you know, make a home for ourselves. J.P. Finley of NBC Sports Washington t- tweeting earlier today, I spoke with D.C. Congresswoman Eleanor Holmes Norton. She explained that as soon as the Redskins change their name, she will propose a bill to get the team back to RFK Stadium, and she thinks it will pass. So, I mean, to me, that sounds like as soon as they change the name, RFK is a lock. Wow. And then Take also... The Give me D.C. Let's get it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, that's, if, and then if you kick out Snyder on top of that, then you know what? So that's my second point. I love that this infuriates Snyder because anytime he looks bad makes me happy. And I know that sounds very, sounds almost, you know, sociopathic, but he is the worst owner in the league. He is awful at what he does. And we already know on a local level how bad he is and what he's done to this franchise, which is buried in the ground. So now that he is getting this notoriety negative, negatively, nationally is really, really important. Because, um, you know, it's the NFL is good when its marquee and historic teams are relevant. And the Redskins have been irrelevant for almost 30 years. And he is basically the one common denominator since the late 90s. And, um, you know, his inner circle, I mean, the Post has, the Washington Post have come out with a couple articles this week, really, really just exposing how awful of a culture he has created here uh, in in uh, Ashburn. Yeah, I think that that's another thing, though, is that I, I think across the nation, everyone knew that Snyder was the, one of the worst owners in all sports, and but now now people actually care enough to do something about it. But that's beside the point. Um, you know, the report of half his ownership group now basically wanting out um, and the half being the, the other half at staying is his family. So, yeah. um, you know, we, I feel like we had this conversation, what, a year ago, maybe two, whatever it was, but we've had this conversation multiple times where would you trade the name if it meant Dan Snyder sold the team? And I think every time we would be like, it would suck, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would. Um, because yeah. and- we, we know that the a, a name change brings us back to DC, and and that's like the ideal place. And you know, who, and then if Snyder's it's gone, all coming together right now, just yeah. crazy. That it's all happening and right it, now in a fury too. It's so quickly; it's just changing. Mm-hmm. Dominoes. I mean, we're not just looking about like he's not looked at terribly around the whole country, but also, I mean, there might be some serious, serious, you know, water here with him being pressured to sell the team. I mean, how big of an ass can you be that you your organization is valued at over $3 billion and half of your investors want to leave? <laughs> That's how insufferable you are. While losing. Yeah. They are probably while losing. 
Yeah. A yeah. lot. Yeah. Well, uh, but but uh, but uh, but off the field, Ian. Winning. Winning off the field. Yeah. That's why I, That's I what love really Jay Viv's, Viv's question. Would you change the name to the Washington Snyders? Before all of this, if this wasn't happening, would you change it to Washington Snyders? If it meant him selling the team, then there's no guarantee of a good owner buying it. Yes. And you can never change the name again. Yes. I said yes. But said, we both said fuck. It was <laughs> yeah. tough. The, the no guarantee... The, the, the tough part is the no guarantee that a good owner would buy it. But I would think, even if it's, I mean, you, I would think anything is better at this point. But even if it's not, at least a new new blood would be welcomed. Something give, the, give the old college try. Something different. And if the name changes means we're a lock to go back to D.C., that's a plus for me. Um mm-hmm. And I, I just think it's too good to pass up that if we change the name and he sells the team and we oh, win the Super Bowl man. in three years. We're throwing a parade. With oh, his name with his name as the team <laughs> name in jest, I would I would never stop laughing. I would die of laughter. Like the posters alone would be fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I would die of laughter. That's good. That'd be the ultimate that would be the ultimate. Did point. you did you switch your answer, Tom? Are you are you on the yes? Yeah, I think so. I, I yeah. <laughs> now that it, we've had a good back and forth about it, I, I'm with you. Um, I mean, it's the reaction. We have like, we have some uh some team name suggestions in our comment section on Facebook Lab on Facebook. Alex Henry says the Baltimore Bandits, not the right city. Uh, Jay Viv Jay Viv says Olney Ospreys closer because Olney is closer to DC than Baltimore. Umo, wait, wait, say that again, Bobby. <laughs> Olney is closer to DC than Baltimore. Umo. Okay. And Metropolitan Al- region. Yep. Alex Henry, again, the Fayetteville flagellant penises. That's probably your winner right there. <laughs> it has is to that be a, a, tur- a turd sandwich. A turd sandwich. How about the giant douche? There we go. Yeah. Bobby, we're quoting a TV show. Lit. The Kevin Hart show? <laughs> Shut <get> up. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Hart show ducks. <laughs> um, what do we? Th- I mean, all right. On a scale of one to, let's just keep it simple. Five scale of one to five. What's your confidence in the possibility? Not that he actually will happen, but the possibility of Snyder actually signing the team. It was always at a zero, it, but after this week, I maybe I'm at like half a point. It's never been higher. So and I keep on talking to people about this. I'm like, it's never been higher that he's yeah. gonna sell a team, and I have it at five percent. Five percent out of a hundred. Five five percent is what I've been saying. It's like, and I and I've never been happier mm-hmm. for a five percent in my life than that five percent. Think about in it, my own mind. Think about this though. I mean, we just talked about how Snyder has been the worst owner in maybe NFL history, maybe all sports, um, and how many things he's gotten wrong, just time after time, just refuses to do the right thing. Can for whatever reason cannot copy the right organizations this is twenty plus years oh no coming up on twenty years of of losing. Um, what if this is the one thing he gets right? He changes the name <laughs> to a good name, no, keeps broken, the color scheme. Talks right twice a day. He keeps the color scheme that way, and, and then he also gets the green light to build a new stadium at RFK. 
That way, with all of that... Without he, Bruce Allen. Without Bruce Allen, he gets to hold on to the older generation fans and fans like us, while also enticing a younger generation of fans. Um, you built, you you know, you build around Dwayne Haskett. I mean, he has the right... I mean, we haven't gotten to Ron Rivera's part in all of this, but mm-hmm. then also just imagine, you know, with the new stadium at RFK in what? Was it like four years, three or four years that FedEx's lease is up? They get a Super Bowl in D.C. If it's indoor, I mean, all that cash flow is going to f- come right in. Why would he ever sell? I think J.P. Finley also made this point. It's like if he pulls this off, he will, he'll never sell because the money's still coming in for him. Why would he ever sell? Yeah. yeah. And you mentioned all the years of losing, the 17-plus years of losing, the two, count them, two. That's the list. Playoff wins. <laughs> Not Super Bowl wins. Victories and in playoff I games. Count the, I don't even count the first one. That still counts, though, and under his ownership. Technically. What, the point five? Okay, so 1.5. After all those losing, he still makes money off of this franchise. Why would he mm-hmm. ever sell it? Yeah. And I don't think there's ever been a Redskins beat reporter that says he is. he's in this to the day he dies. And But, I mean, this is the only time where I've seen legitimate traction outside of just the cra- crazy and um, loyal fan base that, that we are. Um, he doesn't deserve us. So he does not. He well, really he, doesn't. He also so thinks I, he's I did, one of us. I, I did want to bring up the Ron Rivera. Um, I, you know, I think we can all support. We're excited for him to be at the helm now. It really feels like there's finally an adult in the room, even though we've said this before. Um, do you think he has a little bit too much power already for a guy that hasn't coached a single game with us yet? I mean, to a point where he's involved in this name change and uh, he's involved in, you know, all things personnel matters and, and, you know, bringing in basically his entire coaching staff from Carolina. Is this a little bit too much? I mean, because, you know, Dan always finds a guy and he latches on to that guy like a, like something, I can't think of an analogy at the time at the moment, but um, is this a little bit hey, too Bob. much too soon? It was that guy for years. I heard someone say in terms of the power that, because remember all the reports when Ron got hired of how, you know, this was part of the deal is that he would be granted this power if he was given the job. And someone mentioned is like, be careful what you wish for. Because <laughs> like, it's one of those situations where he wanted to be in charge, not in charge, well, definitely in charge of the team, but also have empowered in the organization and the front office. And now he's basically going to change the name. <laughs> Uh, of this historic franchise. I don't, I don't like And, like, if you would have told me, hey, if you would have told me a month ago that Ron Rivera would be the one that changed the name, I probably would have, wouldn't believe you. None, yeah. Nonetheless, a year ago, nonetheless, 10 years ago, be like, Ron Rivera? No. He's going to be the yeah. head coach for the Panthers forever. He's never going to come to here. We don't, he's too good for us. And now here we are, July 7, 2020, and it's probably going to go down in history that Ron Rivera was the one that changed the name. And then Dan's going to fire him because he didn't get credit. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll be gone. Mark it. What, That's what's going to happen. Four and a half years. So, you know, I give him, I give him a even five. Rivera? Maybe we'll go nine and seven one year. Nah, boys, Ron and Kyle. It's coming. Coming. <laughs> We're hitting the 10 mark. 10? Do you, you think he's going to be the head coach for 10 years? No. Oh. <laughs> no. 
Well, do you do you guys agree that he's doing? A, he's got a little bit too much on his plate. Yeah. I don't like the fact that he would be the one changing his name. He hasn't. He's been here what four months, five months. Yep. It kind of makes well, sense. Well, that I he, guess since Thanksgiving, he's been here, right? Yeah, true. It kind of makes sense <laughs> that he would be the one to do it, though. He's one of the few minority head coaches in the league. Um, he's got a military background. I mean, it kind of is like a perfect well, storybook ending that he would I mean, want to get I it done. I love that, but I just don't think you come to a, a team and all of a sudden you're the one in charge of changing yeah. the name. Yeah. I, yeah. His, his culture, job is head coach. Culture, fucking take the entire culture of that entire building. Take it all and fucking run it however you want. But to just be like, oh, yeah, you get to name the team also. That's just, no, I don't like that at all. Yeah. It is it is a lot it is a lot very fast. We all know what happens when it you... Is. Like, it's it too is. much too soon. Yeah. Um, but also, I mean, there he hasn't really had much else to do. I mean, don't forget, we're in a shutdown, and, you know, mm-hmm. we're in the middle of the offseason. Aside from the draft, he's even said all he does is Zoom calls with players. I mean, what else... You know, he can't be too hands-on with these guys anyway, so what else is he going to do? Well, he's going to talk to Dan Snyder. And now this popped up. And now, I mean, you know, we talked about Dan's inner circle, meaning, you know, the ownership group or the minority owners, but, like, you know, expand that to, like, front office personnel. I mean, Ron Rivera is the next guy in the door. Yeah. I mean, I I think it's a good thing. I don't know. I probably said this about Jay Gruden, too. But I th- and probably about Mike Shanahan before him, definitely about Mike. And, um, but I, I and definitely about Jim Zorn. Um, <laughs> but I, I I think it's a good thing that we have a head coach that has Snyder's ear. He's not a yes man. He's telling Snyder what he's going to do, and Snyder's letting him do it. In terms of that, that's a great thing. But yeah, yeah, I think Ian said it well. I don't necessarily. It doesn't freak me out as much as it. You know, Ian disagrees with it, but yeah, it is a lot of power for a guy that just got here. Yeah. Yep. So that, that is mean, surprising, but it's something we've never seen before. It's under Snyder. Who knows? I mean, we all love the Ron Hire. We all love it. But say he comes in, changes the name, does a shit job, runs it into the ground. Yep. Not, in no way do I think that would happen. But in a year and a half, two years, he's gone and he and he changed the name forever. Like, yep. it shouldn't be up to the coach. Yeah, yep. that's a good point. I don't care who it is. Like the only one who should be able to pick a name is maybe Bill Belichick. That's the only one who I'd be like, okay, that coach can name the team. Yep, Ron's gonna win a Super Bowl. Ethan's like, you can name it the Washington Ian's asshole. I don't care. We won. You're fucking a right, you can. <laughs> uh, if he brings me a Super Bowl, if he gets me to march down that fucking that, that road, oh, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. I agree. All right. So, you know, that was a fun filled topic. Uh, I want to go into the rest of the sports world. I know the um, major league baseball is intending to come back July 26th, 23rd, something Bobby. Is that right? Uh, yeah. The Nats open July 23rd, 23rd. And you guys will love this know- by the way. Um, eight minutes ago. Watch. Guess who commented on the, on the, on the Facebook. Chick Hernandez. Gregory Porter. <laughs> it's weird. I thought he had to go to sleep. <laughs> but no, he's he said the Washington Gregories. All right. Go to, go Washington, he he could have said that on the podcast that he helps host, but whatever. Could have done that. Washington War Heroes. 
It's pretty good. <laughs> the goddamn war heroes. <laughs> if it's the war heroes, we will. Oh, he'll never hear the end of it. That's pretty I good. mean, I will make. Oh God! I think that, that just jumped up to Ian's number one choice. Yeah, it really did because it works too. Washington War Heroes. Yeah, to the war it heroes. does. It works. All right, we're submitting it. Yeah, done. <laughs> <laughs> so we changed it from Gregory's, Greg. So fuck off. But yeah. just still, <laughs> that's pretty good. That was good. All right. So, I didn't know because it reminds me of Warthogs. That's why I love it so much. Washington uh, Warthogs. If I were a young warthog, thank you. Um, so, baseball starting in a few weeks. Basketball starting in a few weeks. The NFL is has essentially canceled all their preseason games, but they are still scheduled to um, start this September. Um, you know, the sport it, it's it all seems to be very much on thin ice. Um, you know, especially I feel like it's now a daily thing where I receive an ESPN notification that this player has tested positive for the coronavirus or this player has decided to opt out. Um, Bobby, I just wanted to start from your perspective now that you are back to work, so to speak. Um, what, what's it been like? Um, we have in, to get back baseball? to work. <laughs> what's it been like in the baseball world? And, and what do you do you really think there this will be able to be uh, pulled off? Um. Well, uh, your your last question is easier to answer. Uh, I personally don't. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think so. And I think we've already seen it's what? It's Tuesday night and they had their first workouts Friday. So it's been five days of workouts. And we've already seen a handful of teams, the Nationals included, having to cancel workouts because testing mm-hmm. results weren't available. Um, yep. y- y- you know, it's, it's unfortunate because we spent the last, what, two, three months um, in a public labor dispute mm-hmm. um, that... Embarrassing. That's embarrassing in and of itself, but it's even more embarrassing that the commissioner comes out and says, well, yeah, we were always going to play six games anyway. All right, then what the hell was that all that for? <laughs> why did, Why would you say that? Who told him to say that? This has not been a good year for Rob Manfred. Oh, my God. No, no, it has not. Um, and then, you know, right off the bat, in the first couple of days of, of camp, summer camps opening up, you already have... Issues with the testing. So it's like, all right, so instead of publicly battling the labor uh, issues, why were you not figuring out how to safely get your players able to practice and and protect the players and coaches at their stadiums? Um, But, you know, I think even if they are able to sort some of that out, I think the logistics are just too overwhelming. It's just going to be too difficult for any sport. I'm not just singling out baseball, but in baseball for particular, from what we've seen, because, mm-hmm. you know, aside from leagues in Europe and I think aside from the women's soccer league here in the U.S., they might have started some lacrosse leagues too. I don't know. But, like, baseball is the first of the four major sports to get back to some yeah, actual like activity. Yeah, um, which is weird because, you know, at one point I thought in all of this that baseball was in a better position than the rest of the sports, and now we've totally flip-flopped. I think now they're in mm-hmm. a, a worse position. I think it's going to be easier for the NBA and the NHL to finish their seasons than it is for baseball to start and then finish their season. So, um, all in all, I think, you know, it's good to see them, you know, at least doing some baseball activities. But like you said, you know, every other day, it seems like we're hearing this player got sick and now all of these players are quarantined. You know, it's just going to take one. I'll take one. And then, and then you also add on, you know, seeing that video of 
Masahiro Tanaka getting hit in the face by a line drive from Giancarlo Stanton. And it's like, well, yeah, these guys are trying to play baseball in the middle of a pandemic. So on top of worrying about a global pandemic and a health crisis, they also have to worry about the everyday risks in terms of playing Major League Baseball. Yeah. Um, and, and I, you know, I think that injury, you know, had it been like someone rolled their ankle while running to a base, I think that's way more possible. But like a dangerous head injury like that, I don't even know how Tanaka is doing. I haven't seen any updates in the past couple of days. But that added on to all the plus cases, the lack of results they're getting. I just think, you know, and then between now and what, we've got, I think, 14, we've got 16 days until opening night um, with the Nationals and the Yankees play. I think we're going to see a lot of players, and if not full teams, opt out. I wouldn't surprise me yeah. in the next week or so, we see a team get too many cases that they can't control um, and, yep. or injuries, and then they just going to say, you know what, Wait, we're out. We can't do it. We're not going to do it. We're not going to put our players and their families at risk. It's not worth 60 games and the possibility of winning you know, half, I don't, I call it half a championship because, you know, it's, it's not worth it. Um, so I will be surprised if they start the season. I will be even more surprised if they get anywhere near halfway done of the season. Well, I, I think, um, halfway. Do you want to go ahead? Oh, there you go. Um, I think we could say this about every sport. It's going to be really, really difficult to do when not all of the players agree. And, And that's not an indictment on the players. If I am, you know, Mike Trout, for example, I have made enough money for my great, great, great grandkids to go to college for free. You know, like I, I've made enough money. I'm the best player of my sport. I know I'll be good to go come 2021. No problems, no questions asked. But if I am the, you know, the 26th man, for um, for example, you know, this gives me an opportunity to show that I can actually play at this level. And you could say the same thing for football. You can say the same thing for basketball. And so when you have these you know, fringe um, professional athletes, then, you know, this gives them an opportunity to do so. And, you know, I would, you know, I would be willing to make that sacrifice too, if that was, you know, the, the circumstances that they were in. So it's, you know, it's, it's hard to unify in that regard. And, you know, I don't, frankly, I, I don't judge or, you know, feel less than if for any player that chooses to opt out, regardless of the reason for it. And, um, yeah, it's just I think uh, just incredibly difficult and in how to how to quantify that um, because you're th- you're talking about thousands thousands of of fringe level professional players that this could be their last year. Yeah. There's always someone gunning for your job. So yeah, that's true. But I'm also thinking of the thousands of thousands of people that this affects. It's not just the players mm-hmm. and coaches. It's everyone they mm-hmm. come in contact with on a daily basis. It's their friends and their mm-hmm. family. You know, Sean Doodle talked about, you know, he can't even live with his wife because she's high risk. Yeah. Um, and so she's not going to be. And even if he decides to opt out, he probably still has to quarantine himself for 14 days before you can see her. So it's this, like, at what point does the he world say does this not, is not have enough it? Sean Doolittles? I, I, amen. They really, they really everyone can agree on that. We yes. need more of him. And I am so glad he is, he is on our team and he's a World Series champion. And he's your friend. <laughs> yeah. And he likes Star Wars. <laughs> um, you took uh, that video. What? You took that video. I took that video. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and, and so uh, as you, every single player has their own story. So, you know, um, Ryan Zimmerman opted out. He's got a newborn. He's got three kids and he has a mother with a uh, number of health conditions and she's a, a, a risk. 
So I, I understand if I'm Ryan Zimmerman, absolutely, well, especially as on the tail end of his career. And could have been um, his last year. You know, I, I I would like to think that there uh, there's not that many people out there that share some kind of resentment towards these athletes that are not willing to to make that that risk because it's not just about them. And um, it's about, as you mentioned, Bobby, and it's just, uh, it puts them really, really in a tough position because, you know, at, at one point it's, you know, incredibly admirable and courageous that they're willing to do this because I feel as a nation, we need to heal. And every time we've been hurt as a country, it's been sports and entertainment that have kind of, you know, um, fixed that and we can't. So it sucks. I can't suck. think of any other way to describe it. It really sucks. It does suck. And, you know, I mean, like I said, I think I think we're going to see a couple, not just players, but teams. I'm talking about mm-hmm. baseball opt out. I mean, we've already seen, mm-hmm. I think, the Orlando Pride and the National Women's Soccer League opt out. Mm-hmm. But I think they came back after they all test negative. But the Dallas team and the MLS has opted out of the season. Full teams, not just players, full teams. Um, so no, it wouldn't surprise me if we see that. Um, in the next coming weeks, and it, it's tricky, and and I think in terms of baseball specifically, the fact that they just can't get the simpler things right, the most important things correct, is is mind boggling, and I think scaring the players. I think mm-hmm. a lot of them. I heard Chris Bryant talk um, about this, and he said, you know, when I first got here, or when I first decided to play, I was like, I, I felt safe, and now that I'm here, I I don't, and that's a f- scary thought. You know, I yeah. you know, that's not the same throughout the league. I I've heard. On the, on the Orioles side, almost everyone on the Orioles side think feels safe. They feel confident in, in what they're doing, and that's great. You know, the Nationals. I know we're going to win the World Series. That's what. <laughs> Make Ian a very rich man. <laughs> um, but the National side, that's like kind of split. We, you know, Trey Turner today spoke, and he said, you know, he feels safe. That you know, wearing the mask and the protocols are doing well. And and Sean Doolittle, on the other hand, said, you know, it's it's tricky because we don't know who has tested positive because you don't have results yet. He complimented the Nats training staff for the way that they're handling it all. But, you know, he said like, you know, individual efforts aren't going to get us to play a season. You know, we need, this needs to be a collective effort with teams in the league and health officials. Like we need to do this together. And it just seems like too many important things are falling through the cracks. I guess a a question I have for you guys, and this is something that's kind of been, been thinking about is, I think even if the NBA decides not to go through with this, they're okay. Basketball is a global sport now. It's the second most popular sport in the world. They'll be okay if they just have to forget about the rest of the season and start again fresh come the fall, which is what I think they should do. But, um, and for the NFL, I, I'm not as much worried about that too because it's the most popular sport in this country. And you put on the, the hall of fame game. And there's millions of people are going to watch the just meaningless football for that at that point. And usually I'm one of them. So, um, you know, and not to mention with the NBA and NFL's TV deals, they make so much money just in that alone. I think they will be okay to save face as a, as a whole, but it's baseball that I'm really worried about because as we've seen, you know, the minor league levels are absolutely decimated by this and, you know, a large portion of the revenue that's collected, um, in baseball is being able to host 80, uh, 81 games a year. And so it's just, you know, it, it's funny that we were watching that uh, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa documentary a, a few weeks ago, and it's, you know, for different reasons, but, you know, it was, baseball was in really big trouble 
um, for a few years at, at that point. And, uh, you know, I hate to see that happen again, but it could very well be the case. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I think here, one of the questions we want to get to was like, which league is in the best and or worst spot? Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I, I, in terms of everything, all things considered, I would say baseball easily. Um, like you kind of alluded to, Tom, I think they're in serious danger of losing a lot of fans. Not to mention they just had maybe the worst scandal ever oh, it, that no, is not talked about enough. Right, which no one's yeah. talking about anymore. Yeah. Um, but, you know, with, like I mentioned, the labor dispute that they just had and now all this debacle and what seems like to be a pretty ugly mess between players and owners – you know, if and if they're not able to play at all this season or only play halfway, then I, um, I I just see a lot of fans leaving, especially yeah, young it's, fans, especially when their primary fan base, their demographic is like what twenty five and up. Yeah, it's not appealing to young people anymore. And I, and and yes, and not played enough by minorities. And so that's true too. And what we talked about early on in this quarantine and if they do play and these sports are able to get their seasons off and running, they're going to have to be going up against every night, the NBA, the NHL. And then once mm-hmm. you get into September, which and they're the, gonna lose. the NFL, and they're going to lose every single time. Yep. It doesn't matter if you have the Yankees playing the nationals or the Yankees, Red Sox or Yankees, whoever, you know, Dodgers and angels, they're going to lose every time. Um, especially yep. the way that, both of those leagues, the NHL and the NBA, have formatted the end of their seasons because it basically highlights their best players and their best teams. And they're gonna those are those fans are gonna go to watch those games, especially because they're gonna be in the postseason. So who's gonna watch baseball when you can watch playoff hockey or basketball? I mean, it's 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 unfortunate, but it's true. And mm-hmm. um, they're gonna lose a lot of fans. I feel like, um, and I don't know how they salvage that um, at this point yeah. because everything looks and, terrible. And how substantial this is for teams that are rebuilding, like the Orioles, where they need all of these young prospects that they've drafted and that they signed, and this is how the developmental process works. They need thousands and thousands of at bats. Yeah. Not going to happen. Nope. And I mean, every team's going to suffer through that, but especially for the teams that are trying to rebuild at this point, um, it's a major, major, major setback. Yep. Yeah. There. Well, and, and the I only- really wish we got that number one pick. Torkelson. Yeah, the Orioles you know, yeah. back to back years with number one overall. Yeah, back to back to back. Yeah, back to yeah, like the Astros did, right? Or no, they have like one two one with Elias. Anyways, um, yeah, yeah. But the, the only good thing or saving grace, I guess, for the Orioles is that every team has to do it too. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just them. Uh, every team that's going to yep. be real building has is going to be put back a year. So, yeah, it's it's not a good look for the sport. Um, you know, ideally they play a full season and, and are able to crown a champion um, in, in October. I just, I just I, you know, I know I'm an internal pessimist, but I don't know how any of these teams, how any of these leagues are going to play. I'm the optimist, um, and I don't think it's going to happen. Like, it's and, especially, happen. and especially football. Um, how are they supposed to play a contact sport? Imagine, you know, when offensive and defensive linemen get together, they are. So much sweat and blood being shared. Like, how every snap, earth, Every single snap. Yeah. Of the entire game. Yeah. And and think about from a football perspective who this affects. I mean, Dwayne Haskins is about to lo- went, learn his third offense in two years via Zoom. Like, 
I'm sure that will work out well. And, you know, also for all the college prospects, I mean, now they're not getting an opportunity to just see, to show how they have improved this coming season or what this is going to do to, you know, the mid major programs like my alma mater, like coastal and, or the FCS level. I mean, there's all of these, there's such a, just a, a domino effect on how many people are going to be affected by this. And, um, God damn it, China. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're an hour into this podcast and we could do another hour on who this all affects in the sporting world. It's it's the ripple effects are yeah. astounding. Yeah. And, 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 and sad. sad. And, and so I'm looking at this from a, a Redskins perspective, um, specifically is, I mean, if, if I'm Ron Rivera, if I'm this team, like we have built in a built in excuse, an understandable excuse, like, Hey, we got a new coaching staff, a whole new culture, uh, basically a rookie quarterback that only played a handful of games. Like terrible, owner. we got a we got a long way to go, and we're not going to be ready because of this. And as in in a, in comparison to like the Dallas Cowboys and Philly, I mean they those are two teams that are obviously much much better than us at this point in the division. So, um, I, I just it, it's understandable and you know i think it's going to be a lot of bad football or, or whatever sport that we're talking about it's going to be sloppy yeah we even talk about that the the quality of the play is going to be bad mm-hmm. i mean we'll watch it because it'll be better than nothing but yeah you know you might see a lot of like in terms of baseball you might see you're gonna see a lot of like two to one three nothing games mm-hmm. you know because the batting yeah. is going to be way behind the pitching Unlike any, like we always say that at the beginning of every season, but mm-hmm. in a sprint of a sixty-game season, it's going to be, it's, it's, it could be ugly. Yeah, and also, I mean, other effects like the, the gambling market. I mean, how are they going to be able to accurately predict scores and odds, especially when we are in such unfamiliar territory, or, or even for fantasy sports? Um, yeah. You know, I'm about to uh, reactivate our league, but I have no idea when to schedule the draft because if there's no preseason. And then all of a sudden, if we start drafting in August, but then player X, Y, and Z start pulling out, then then what? Um, I'm stressed. It's going to be here two leagues too. Yeah. Oh no, the PMIC is a breeze. Yeah. Uh, I only have to deal with Umo. <laughs> and he's in both. Yeah. Well, we all know for certain that I will lose in the championship game. Okay. <laughs> well, not this year. It's going to end. I'll be in first place by a long shot and the season will get called. <laughs> oh, would you look at that? We all get our money back. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I'll, I'll lose it. I'll go crazy, guys. Um, uh, just quickly, speaking of basketball, I know Bradley Beal decided whether it was today or yesterday to not participate in the 22-team bracket or league. That is, um, thank God, that means uh, we are not going to win, hopefully even though we actually were three and three in games he didn't play this year. Um, you because, know, of just, Bert- because of Bertans. Yeah, that too. Stay. I get it. Um, are he's you guys not okay play. with that? I mean, I just, fuck you. Yeah. I would never condemn anybody for, for pulling out. Yeah. In fact, I'm actually glad he is because I don't want to even have a possibility of making the eighth no. seed. I don't think I the Nets want to be it. the, I don't want, I don't think the Nets want to be the eighth seed either. So like, what's the point? There what is, is the point? no point. Do you want to play Milwaukee? I don't want to play Milwaukee. <laughs> Not a shot in hell. Their chances did, are good. Is Giannis? Did Giannis and Middleton both pull out? No. 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 <laughs> then I want nothing. 
Their chances of making the playoffs are slim enough as it is. But even if they make it, they're going to play Milwaukee <laughs> without Bradley Beal. Swept real quick. I'm actually pissed because uh, they shouldn't be playing. <laughs> yeah. We can't even improve our draft lottery set. The highest we can be is nine. At, at what? Damn it. At, at what point? <laughs> we cannot. This does not benefit. Okay. Maybe it benefits Rui, Rui and, and Troy Brown. And Troy Brown. But other than that, no benefit. Yeah. But they play eight. They're going to lose. They'll probably go at. I mean, they'll be. I think they'll be lucky if they go three and five, but they'll probably go two and six, one and seven, and then get knocked out. But they'll still be the ninth best odds at the lottery. And it's just like, what, we don't even, why do we, we just do that? Get to see, we don't even get to see a Breton's heat check. Exactly. Ugh. Like, at least give me that. No wall, <laughs> Beal, or Breton's. So it's all. It's going to be the Rui show. Yeah, I, I'm, with you. I, I'm waiting for a league, and I think just everyone's just kind of waiting. It's it's kind of reminds me of free agency. They're just waiting for that one big signing, and then you just see everything else just yes. fold. And you know, back in March, it was the NBA that just were the first one to have a plan of action. So, um, you know, I, we'll see. I, I really think um, MLB is just the guinea pig, the guinea pigs. Yeah, they're waiting to see what the regular season is like. <sighs> I don't yeah. know why. For some reason, I think hockey would be the most likely to actually try it. I do too. They're, they're yeah, a, they're they're. I mean, they're Russian. They're fine. Yeah, they're hard. No, like it just. But also, right, they're they're the Russian most. Russian machine don't break. They're the most clothed. They, mm-hmm. Not much of their skin is is covered. And they have they the wear face mask. They yeah. wear actual sweaters. Um, yes, it's a contact sport, but it's not as much as uh, football, and it's not as like. Face on face, like breathing, as it is in basketball. Except um, for the face off. Yeah, but but then again, just make everybody wear a shield. Yeah, I'm not yeah. saying that's the right thing to do. I don't think there should be a, a year, but I agree. I think if there's a sport that has the best chance, I think it's hockey. Yeah. So, w- would you guys rather just say forget about 2020 leagues and just try to go back to the the sports that we know and love when it's safe, or do you really want them to to really try this and you know, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, then, you know, I, I hope there's not going to be a, a substantial effect from it. Selfishly, I want football to at least try. That mm-hmm. That's, yes. I want football to be the one that actually makes it. But but then again, if I, if and when, which I think is when, not if, it doesn't work, I'm going to be okay with it. Well, not mm-hmm. really okay with it, but I, I accept it. Mm-hmm. It's just it's it's for the greater good. Yep. But I don't see baseball happening. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I I don't see basketball happening. I'm okay with that. I re- I think basketball is that's the that's the number one seed. That's just mm-hmm. not. Yeah, like 24 players already testing positive like this past week or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I remember the NBA was the one that started all this. To begin with, correct. The, so why are they all of a sudden? They just Rudy Gobert. Oh, now, now you're going to try and push the money in. Is that yeah. what you want to do? It's like I see you. You cared when you thought that it was going to be a, it would go away, but now that it's here, you want to push in the the playoffs. We'll see. Football is the one I care about. Yeah, I, I think I should say baseball because my job depends on it. Not depends on it, but like you know. My job is very boring if there's no baseball, but I, I, I don't see how it's going to – and everyone I've talked to doesn't agree. I mean, you're not going to find too many optimists outside of players and coaches themselves who have to probably on record 
Well, not even player. We've seen a lot of players say on record that they're not too confident. Um, but like front office folks and, and managers uh, on record saying that they're pretty confident. But you know, people around the league and around the sport don't think so highly of their chances. Got it. Got it. Um, all right. So, Bob, what what uh, what time are we at right now? Uh, one eleven. Uh, coming up on one twelve. All right. So I, I did want to briefly go into kind of a, a weird anecdote, and this was you know years and years ago with a, a friend of mine. Um, and I was getting him into music and trying to like introducing the great bands and stuff like that. He's like, I love it, but I feel like, God, every song just like hates the government and hates the U S and, and stuff like that. And, you know, there are parallels to, to, you know, social justice. And, you know, if musicians and bands lean one way, it's certainly to the left. And not that I'm saying that liberals are um, not patriotic or anything like that, but, I think you catch my drift. And I, I just said, you kind of have to accept it. It, it. It's just, that's how music's played. That's how it's always been. And it's just, take it at face value. And that's their normal. And I, I think at this point, because the term shut up and dribble that Laurie Ingram said to LeBron James was so offensive and, and arrogant. And, you know, al- athletes now have a platform to speak on issues that they find to be important to them and, and so on and so forth. And all I'm trying to say is I think it's just a new normal that sports and politics now they have met and they're dating. It, this is, this is where we are at in, in the society. And I think we have to accept it. They go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. It's because they're in the face of the public every single day. They get interviewed every single day. People care what they think. People, they're not going to stop asking the questions to them. So how mm-hmm. are we not going to hear their opinions on it? Yeah. And especially with social media, I mean, they have a public platform. Yeah. So they can voice displeasures, whatever. Yeah. You know, I, it's, it's just the day we live in. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's become, I mean, there's also like to each is, Tweet your zone, you know, if it's mm-hmm. your prerogative that you feel like you want to speak out on it, do it. You know, we've seen mm-hmm. the WNBA allowing their players to put, you know, names of um, black women who were murdered on the, on their mm-hmm. jerseys. Um, and I think the NBA is doing something similar. Uh, that, that I think, I think it's great. I think it's mm-hmm. great. I, I mean, it's, you know, I, what I find a little, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say odd, maybe confusing, maybe I haven't read mm-hmm. up too much on their uh, reasoning, are the players that have opted out. We had a couple here in D.C. Um, mm-hmm. to do to focus more on social justice and social reform, which is a great cause, don't get me wrong. I would just think, wouldn't you want to play and then using your platform as a player, like Ian said, every day you have a microphone and a camera in your face, use that to mm-hmm. then speak on what you want to speak on instead of sitting out. I mean, I, I'm sure I think it's Natasha cloud for the, for the mystics and maybe another mm-hmm. player. Uh, I'm sure they're going to do great work, especially here in DC where, where stuff can get done. But you know, I, I would just, I'm just curious as to that thought process of sitting out in order to do that, where you have a platform as a player and every night that you go out and play, you can then, you know, bring light to the issues that you want to bring light upon. So I think yeah. that's, I think that's more curious than 
than anything. But but I get yeah, like ahead. the NBA, like Kyrie's whole thing. Like I I understand that. It's like there's been this is the most momentum they have had ever mm-hmm. in actually bringing social awareness to the cause. And then if you go out there and you play, okay, now people stop talking about that. Now people start talking about NBA. People start talking about baseball. Like then they they get back to the norm. Like now there's no sports to talk about. So now it's and it's forcing your face to realize that these are real issues. Mm-hmm. So it's like I, I get both sides, but you can't. But that's if you just completely scrap the whole NBA and stuff like that. It's not like one, one or two players sitting out is going to make that big of a difference. It's not. Then if it does happen, yeah, then you probably have more of a platform if you play. But mm-hmm. if the whole NBA sits out, I get that. That that makes sense. That to me is more of like an actual full on movement. Yes, than, which is what which is what Kyrie wanted them. Which to is do. what Kyrie Kyrie wanted. Okay, yeah, that's fine. But I mean, I think that's also unrealistic. I mean, you know, it's just I, can you? I mean, how many fucking? Let's just say it's five hundred. Can you get five hundred guys to come together and unanimously forfeit their paychecks and everything? You know, some of those guys need those paychecks, and that's yep. the thing. And can you honestly? Not everybody has Kyrie money, right? Yep. Can you ask them all to just forfeit this season and and you know stand behind you for these issues that, like you said, are right to be you know stood up for and, and deserve a voice and to be heard and and to be talked about? But I mean, I mm-hmm. I, I just think I, I I guess I think damage is definitely the wrong word, but I think there's more damage to be done by playing than not playing. I think you can have your voice heard more by by. To you know, play, playing your sport, but I totally get it. If they play, it kind of takes away. You know, everyone's going to ask about the game as opposed to your issues. But that's where you could use your platform. Maybe be like, "Hey, I, I'm not going to talk about the game. I want to talk about this." You know, we've yeah. seen athletes do that. I mean, I know it's hard. It's probably easier said than done. But you know, these are our difficult conversations. So you know, it takes strong people to do approach them. And I think Natasha Cloud is one of them. And you know, I wish her the best in you know her endeavors in terms of standing up for you know social justice for black people in this country um mm-hmm. i would i would just be curious to see like her I, and i haven't read up on it maybe I, and i should look up on but like i'd just be curious at her reasoning as to why she thinks sitting out is a better option than than playing and having her voice heard i i know this kind of sounds like an old boys club to me this thought is you know, sports are meant to be entertaining. They're meant to be a distraction. It, it's, you know, if I, I want to get informed on something, I, I watch the news or I'll read certain articles or something like that. And, you know, I feel like it might be a bit of a dangerous line that if a lot of these athletes have um, certain platforms that they want to speak on, like someone like Aubrey Huff, uh, then that's, by, that's by every point. stretch, an asshole. And yet he has millions of followers because of his former professional baseball career and has the ability to incite divisiveness or, you know, or something along those lines. So it's, it's just kind of a, 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 again, I I find it to be complicated because, you know, are, are these people, are they informed and are they speaking? uh, Are they telling the truth? Are they, are they using alternative facts as our president likes to say? So, um, you know, it, it's, it, it's certainly a, a confounding situation. Um, yeah. Um, and I think, you know, for every voice that speaks up, you're going to have the opposing voice also speak up. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, 
you would hope and think that there wouldn't be an opposition to social justice and uh, equality, yeah. but unless you're Aubrey Huff, right? But, but here we are. Unfortunately, there are. There probably are, and you know, <laughs> that's a whole that's a whole different thing too. Is like, yeah. It's a great platform to have, but not everyone's going to have the same agenda too. Yeah. So that's a good point. And, and see, in addition to that, you know, last week Jack Del Rio had some tweets oh my that God, were I forgot about Del Rio that were a bit, <laughs> as I would say, uh, facepalm. And um, you know, you are entitled to your own political opinions. That's the point. The points of a democracy and the points of this country is that you are free to to come up with your to have your own thoughtful opinions. Um. But now we're at a point where if Jack Del Rio or something says someone like says something like that, it's not going to be greeted warmly. I mean, Mike Gundy wore a shirt of a very, very conservative uh, news program, and he almost got fired for it. He almost got fired for it. And, and I hate, I, I, get I hate own, and I hated him wearing yeah. it. But how the yeah. fuck do you try and fire him for wearing a shirt? Yep. Like, I, I'm going to watch whatever news that I like, so... All I'm saying, Jack Del Rio just better come in with a top three defense, yeah. and then, and just stop liking Charlie Kirk's tweets. That's all I ask. <laughs> it's like, okay, talk about you loving freedom all, but just don't like, just don't like Charlie Kirk stuff. Yeah, yeah, and and see, that's where it's complicated because we are we watch sports that are largely black and um, feature black athletes, and and you know if you have an a political opinion that could speak to the contrary to that, then you are going to be painted in a negative light. And so, you know, I, if Jack Del Rio is a Trump supporter or whatever, and he has these conservative opinions, fine, that's fine. I don't care. That's your, do you, but just understand by you vocalizing that on a public platform, it's going to be greeted with hostility most likely. And um, at this point for those that Jack, the, for similar situations, read the room, Probably not the best idea, but here we are. Especially in D.C., where, like, mm-hmm. Trump is very highly regarded as... Not very liked. <laughs> no, no, no. Wrong, wrong, wrong place to do it, Jack. But, yeah. again, you want to be a Trump supporter, you're a Trump supporter. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to change his mind. If anything, we're just going to make him put his foot in the sand even deeper. Yeah. But, so, so I, I have a question. Like, so if you're Ron Rivera, you have a new team, 53 players, right? 52, 53. Your first day of practice, whatever, like actual in-person practice, like and the first thing that I'm bringing up. Like, guys, we, I understand that we are in a different part of the, uh, of, as a society at, at this moment, and I welcome political engagements and conversations, but there needs to be a level of respect and, and something like that, because, you know, if look how divided we are as a country, and I'm sure there are players amongst 53 that have different opinions. And um, I mean, sadly, we're at a point where different opinions aren't treated with respect often. And, um, you know, it's just could lead to uh, a lot of issues. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're in a, yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy and it sucks because Are, we're in a time. I mean, would would you would you ban political conversations if you were a coach? Like I don't think no. like it's just not worth it. Like, you? you just need to focus on football. Like yeah, no, I wouldn't. Because to me, that's like then also then silencing their voices. Mm-hmm. 
And and then I mean, but and then but something some happens. Coaches, but if something happens with Del Rio, um, if Del Rio says something, and then a player doesn't feel like he can speak up because then it turns political. So yeah, I would say no. This is sheer tatership. Yeah. I mean, some some I coaches have um, banned Twitter. So I mean, I think Dabos Sweeney did that, which doesn't I surprise I me. I don't. I don't mind the 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 banning Twitter at least during the season. But mm-hmm. can't have a can't have a coach doing it too. Well, yeah. And remember, even when Ron and Jack came in and we're like, "This is weird to have our head coach and one of our assistant coaches having Twitter. This is weird. Mm-hmm. This could this can go poorly." And, mm-hmm. and bang, just <laughs> like that. And would, <laughs> wow, would you look at that? <laughs> hmm. It went poorly. Couple couple months, huh? That's pretty. Yeah. Cra- that's pretty crazy. Got got to get another beer. Anybody need a beer? Uh, yeah, too, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think it's just, it's, it's unfortunate. I mean, it's, it's crazy that we're in a, <laughs> JVIP says ban Twitter, leave TikTok. <laughs> but, it, you know, if your opinion doesn't perfectly line up with the masses, you're going to get vilified. And that could be yeah. obviously on, on large scales. Like, I mean, I think we can all, Hopefully you agree that racism is bad, but then on a smaller scale, you know, it's like, okay, Del Rio, he's a Trump supporter, whatever. Doesn't make him a bad coach. He's allowed to have that opinion. We hired him for a reason, but, and, but it he's, wasn't because of his political views. Right. And, and but because he is an, a, you know, a person with a voice and a former he- head coach and the defensive coordinator for Washington DC's team, you know, and he disagrees with the masses, he gets vilified. And I think that's fucked up. But that's all I have to say about that. I don't, I disagree with him, but I mean, and I would be like, ooh, no, I, I agree with you. I, I, I would probably be like, I would probably be like, mm, I wouldn't have, if I were you, I wouldn't have tweeted that, but that's your prerogative. I don't care. Yeah. I think he had a couple whiskeys that night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because he's never really. Hey, we've all drunk tweeted. Hey, it's there. It's just, we. we we don't get thrown under the bus like that. Yeah. Yeah. Last last time I drunk tweeted, I decided to look up what Asante Samuel said about uh, Daryl Green and uh, don't fucking bring it up, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very cool, Asante. Thanks. Um, Piece of shit. So our final topic of the night, and this one is something that I think we've we've looked forward to, and I, I believe I saw JP Finley and and uh nate barstool nate talk about this and this is what prompted that conversation and in addition to that i myself have a that's what it was that's why this conversation sounds familiar to me i have my bachelor party later on next month hopefully i swear to god i swear to god (laughs) would it not be the most tom thing though (laughs) oh the the wedding's already gotten postponed yeah yeah so yeah, Tom, you I, said I thought, you said earlier in the pod, I am stressed. And I was like, yeah, on top of that, you're planning a wedding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and during a pandemic. During the yeah. pandemic. Um, so the topic that I saw the two of them talk about were local athletes that you would want to invite to your bachelor party. So I bring it to us three, your top five local athletes that you would. Well, I didn't say local athletes, but I assume they would all be D.C. centric of some sorts. Um, I am happy to give my five or Bobby, do you want to go first? How do you guys, no, yeah. what do you want? I, you go want first. Go? Yeah. Okay. Proceed, so your topic. I'm going to list my five and provide explanations as to why. No particular so, order. No particular order. Gotcha. Um, 
one, my one seed, and this probably comes to no surprise, and that is Brian Dozier. Yep. I, I have he he spent one season in Washington. I don't think I've ever seen an athlete that would immediately fit in with our group of friends as fast as Brian Dozier. Good God, you know, shirts off, and I'm ready to party. And that's and like to hit dingers. So yeah, I'm pretty sure he'd fit in right away. Yep. Immediate. <laughs> he could do some damage at the outer banks. Yep. Oh, he would have a, he would have a great time. Um, second, another national, and that's Max Scherzer. Now, Max, as I was told, was as I read, he's the one that got after it the most out of the whole team, which makes Max even better. But the reason why I want him there is because what Ian and I like to do, and what you like to do, Bobby, is we're just slightly competitive. And regardless of the games that we're playing, we're, we take it just a little seriously. I, I'm pretty sure Max would take um, – what, what was that game that we're playing on Saturday? I'm pretty sure he would take that very seriously. Putterball? He would, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't take putterball seriously at all yet. <laughs> Fuck him up in putterball. I'm pretty sure he would play till the God knows what hour until he <laughs> – he would take every game seriously, which is something I respect and I appreciate. So Max is my choice for number two, um, three and four. And these are kind of a package deal. And that is two of my favorite pl- Redskins players of all time. That's Santana Moss and Clinton Portis. They are oh, very, very good friends, college teammates. They would take shots of Hennessy before their games with Sean Taylor. Um, I, I just, you know, the Gibbs part two arrow is really kind of our, um, glory days, which sucks considering we won one freaking playoff game. But, you know, I could just, I would want to hear stories um, from Santana and Clinton during their Washington days and even their day, their times at Miami being on some of the best college football teams in, in, uh, in sport history. So um, I, I got to have them there. And last but least, I'm going to go with uh, Osh Babe. Anyone that uh, chugs a beer through his jersey, on stage is uh and he's a goddamn american hero um yeah i'm I'm gonna need him on that on that team too that's a great top five that's a great five i feel Um, so i i I won't really argue with anybody's top five i got a feeling i I had one that i was so i i went back and forth with so much so much and that was um uh fred smoot he's your freshman he's your sixth man how do you not want to party with fred smoot Mm mm-hmm Right. Down there, Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's next? Ian. Let's do it. Number one is Ovi. It's Ovechkin. Yeah, yeah. I don't care what is happening <laughs> in the world. I would want to party with Alex Ovechkin. And actually, now, would a- you would you want to go shot for shot for with him? Fuck yes. I got to find out where I'm at. What do you mean? <laughs> or you will die. On trying. the Russian machine never breaks scale. Or will the Iggy machine break? There's a, only one will break. <laughs> uh, and in no particular order. In this one, I just, I just want to know. I want to party with John Daly. John Daly? Like a golfer. Oh, yeah. John Daly. John Daly. He gets rips after cigarettes it. and beers at eight in the morning while golfing. Rips heaters. Rips heaters. That that boy parties harder than maybe anybody. Uh Redskin, I'm actually going Cooley. Hmm. He he had 
uh, he had a he had a good time during his single single days while uh, Brian Cooley was the fucking man. Yep. And then I'm going. I got I got to go Scherzer. I assume for the same reasons. The exact same reasons. <laughs> it, like Mad Max, I just like I want to I want to rage with Max, and I want to play darts. I want to play putter ball. I want to play beer pong. I want to see him play beer pong like till six o'clock. Like I could see him losing the first game and getting absolutely furious. And there's no way around it. (laughs) And then the other, God, I had so many like just close. Gilbert, I want to party with Gilbert. Damn, (laughs) that was that was the other guy. I was going to wonder if any wizard would make the cut. No joke, Gil. Gil. The only one. Like I have to party <laughs> with Gil. Like there's, it has to I, happen. I think you're either gonna love him or you're gonna hate him. And we'll, we'd probably hate each other by the end of the night. <laughs> but man, during that prime time, oh, it's gonna be fantastic. Now I had some honorable mentions. Please, Dozier, obviously. Mm-hmm. Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, give me that. And the obvious one is Gronkowski. Thought you were going to say Charles Barkley. You need more gamblers and you know what? in there. But Porter had that as one of his mm-hmm. honorable mentions, so I didn't want to take that. Fair. And then the other one, the real one, the creme de la creme, is Bill's Mafia. Because to me, <laughs> that's a fucking celebrity. <laughs> you take the whole fan base. The whole fan base is a celebrity. You, that I like we've rip. seen Ian at DC Defenders games. Could you imagine him at a Bills tailgate? Oh, yeah. What about the DC? What about your? What about your people? Your DC Defenders people? <laughs> Fuck. Give me Bills Mafia. I love my Defenders people. Your your best tables are, are going to get crushed. Your best surprise would be everyone you took a selfie with at that Defenders game. Fuck yes. Let's get it. <laughs> I'm afraid that if the Redskins change their name and Ian goes to a Bills Mafia game, we'll never see Ian again. <laughs> He's gonna ride off into the sunset yeah. in Buffalo. Yeah, <laughs> on a bill. No, on my tauntaun. <laughs> <laughs> I knew, I knew Bobby would get it. <laughs> Look, I'm with Tauntaun. All right, uh, Ian, do you have uh, Porter's top five? I do. I do. Let's hear it. All right, so he went Dale Earnhardt Jr. Surprising. Okay. Right? Wouldn't have guessed that. You got Max in there, Max Scherzer. The lone capital is Holtby. Probably the tamest of all the ones raging. I feel like he would rather <laughs> yeah, I feel but- like he would rather do like something productive during the bachelor party. Like let's go ride four four wheelers and yeah, he would be well, like the event guy. Like, do like an experience. Right, yeah. he would be like the yeah. event guy. Yeah. Like he would set up Which, the event you do. Yeah, I have no sense. interest in that. Uh, got Rory McElroy, Which is actually, I love the party with the Irishman. Give me that. And then who, and then he removed Cal. Yeah, because originally he had Cal Ripken. Mm-hmm. And then he switched it for Shaquille O'Neal. 
I could see and that. Then Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley was <laughs> Shaq and Charles Barkley are already there because we're such close friends. <laughs> Damn. That's a very wide. I, I'm I'm impressed. No Redskins. Yeah. I mean, it's Porter. It makes yeah. It makes mine see. Well, mine's obviously very localized. Um, I had to cross out so many locals, Wilson and o- Wilson and Oshi especially. But yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. My number one. My number one seed is is Ovi. Is hands down Ovi. Um, I'm gonna go two three. I'm sticking with the Capitals. I'm actually going uh, Oshi and Willie. I think those two, they're package deal. They're just bruisers, and they they will just go all night. And it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what we're doing. They're 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 gonna be all in. Um, and they'll make up some absurd drinking game, and like or like find something to drink out of. Mm-hmm. Um, that house would collapse. Yeah. 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 And then my bottom two are Max and, and Dozier. Everyone, someone's so already Max been was said. the one unanimous pick. Yeah. I couldn't think of any Redskins. I mean, Porter's in. Porters and uh, Moss are fan- fantastic pulls, and I definitely was. I didn't. Mm-hmm. No part of me wants Gilbert. If there's going to be guns involved, I'm out. Um, I don't know. I think Gilbert would be a wild. He would be the wild card. Come on, like you got to have the wild card, bitches. Like, and man, yeah. see, like Dozier's a charisma. Like he's just like shirts off, and I'm here to erase morale at all times. Then you have the hyper competitive athlete. Then you know you 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 just need a a, a diverse First group, and you know, I, I would guess the John Daly poll was great. Um, I thought about Bill Walton, and he, he was fun. Um, I, um, yeah, that's pretty good. The the Gilbert Gilbert one crossed my mind a lot. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I mean, honestly, like I had so many scratches mm-hmm. on just like because immediately, immediately, I had Ovi Oshi Wilson. Those are like, and I was like, I was like, okay, hold on. I was like, there's a broader mm-hmm. spectrum here. Yeah, but I, I'm surprised none of us are probably the most famous DC partier, and that's John Riggins. Riggo, Riggo, bitch, fuck. I mean, he created the Five O'clock Club. He did. He, he kicked Theismann out of there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gibbs told him to stop drinking in that shed, so they go to the other one because <laughs> he said stop drinking in that shed. So, <laughs> if so facto, they were complying. That's my shit. <laughs> Damn. Yep. Good times. Yep. Um, well, guys, this was fun. I have. Um, we, we should be able to do a Jeopardy next week. It should be. I'm going to complete it on the PowerPoint tonight, and um, yeah. PowerPoint. 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 Oh, Alex Henry says, name that office episode, Ian. I don't know if he's talking about that part, though. He said, vilify vilify tweeter. Name that office episode, Ian. Did you make an office reference earlier? Besides the PowerPoint? Alex, which one? I don't know if he's still watching. I think it's just me. You'll have to talk to him later. Um, Uh, And thank you to Alex. He posted... um, he promoted our PMIC uh, handle on Instagram hey. through his own DC Leatherworks. So, oh, fuck a nice plug. Yeah. Thank you, Alex. 
All right. That's awesome. Got great leather work, by the way. Fantastic. Strong. Strong leather work. Strong leather. All right. Good topics, boys. Good convo. It's good to be back. Yep. Um, these Zoom calls are super easy, so let's not wait two more months to do another episode. <laughs> At least yeah. a real sports episode. We can we we knock out a couple of jeopardies every now and then. Yeah. Um, thanks to Tom and Ian, and thanks to everyone who watched and commented along, including Gregory, who was supposed to be on the show, but I guess he'd rather just watch and comment. He's uh, eating hot dogs. Yeah. Sorry, we couldn't get Fit Umo in. Um, but that's all right. We'll hopefully have him on maybe a little later. I don't know if we've actually said on the show, but congrats to Umo for being a father. Congrats think, to Umo for being I think a father. MJ was born after our our last episode. It had to be, right? She was the third. Didn't we say something? I feel like we said something on one of the oh. Jeopardy's. No. MJ. MJ. Congratulations. Um, Congratulations. So many babies. So many babies. So many- a lot of babies. And more on the way. More uh, on the way. Yeah. So, good episode. Uh, thanks to everyone who's listened and followed along and watched on Facebook Live. Of course, also give us a follow on our YouTube channel um, for all our videos that we've been posting. And then co- follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud, at PMIC Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram, at Tom underscore Natalie, at un- Ian underscore Foster21, and I'm at Bobby underscore Blanco on the tweeters. Gregory is at rather be commenting. Um, rather be watching, more like it. Uh, thanks again to all who watched and listened and for Tom, Ian, I'm Bobby and we'll see you next week for a round of Jeopardy nah my watch is ended this has been Put Me In Coach Podcast <laughs>